This is the Lead King Podcast with Russ Ward. Tactics and strategies to grow your digital marketing business, get clients, and produce amazing results. Russ will teach you strategies that he used to build himself up from one of the lowest points of his life. Now, with a thriving, growing business that just had its first $30,000 month, he can teach you to go from zero to $10,000 a month and more. This is the Lead King Podcast, and this is Russ Ward. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lead King Podcast. Once again, this is Russ Ward, the Lead King, and I'm so glad you're back for another episode of the Lead King Podcast. Today, I have a special guest that I am going to interview. He is somebody who has been in the digital marketing space for a long time. He has a very similar history as me, only he's been at this a lot longer than I have. And um, he's going to share a lot of good stuff with us today. He's joining us from across the pond over in the UK. So you're also going to enjoy his accent. I know a lot of my listeners enjoy uh, European and British accents. And who I have with me today is the owner of Tepfu Marketing. He is Al Tepper, and Al comes highly recommended from a lot of people. You may or may not have heard from him before, but after today, you are going to want to look him up and connect with him. So welcome to the Lee King Podcast, Al. We are very excited to have you and look forward to uh, learning from you. Thank you so much, Russ. It's really great to be here. I'll do my best to give you uh, the best British accent I can, but I spent six years in Canada, so if I slip into Canadian, please forgive me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You know, I actually work with a client in Canada who who speaks uh, primary language French. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he has to actually convert back to English whenever we talk. So it's, <laughs> it's so it's a very interconnected world we have here in digital oh, yeah. marketing. That's for sure. for sure. So Al, um, how did you get started in the marketing world? Can you take us back a little bit? You've been in this game for a while. Sure thing. Um, so uh, in 90, well, I, I did an undergrad degree in Canada, in Nova Scotia, in politics. And of course, politics is a great degree, but uh, it's good for your mind, but it, uh, it's not so good for job prospects unless you want to be a politician, I guess. Um, so I went and did a publishing degree, and then I ended up in publishing uh, in 1998. And uh, I was the only person who really knew anything about uh, the internet. I mean, it wasn't called digital then. It wasn't even called the web. It was the internet right at the beginning. Um, and not many people knew the difference between the internet and the World Wide Web. Um, and uh, in, a, in this publishing company I found myself in, it was a B2B business publishing company. And uh, nobody really knew anything about the internet. And uh, so I, I took it over. I was in the marketing department at the time and I took it over um, because I was literally the only person who knew what he was talking about. And that one, uh, I was the smartest guy in the room. And my job was to stay the smartest guy in the room and lead the company from, you know, a cost center with multiple staff and multiple costs to a revenue generating tool, you know, as a publisher. And the clients that they leveraged off the back of that were some really, really global, some hugely, you know, global brands uh, like KPMG, IBM, people like that. And uh, from then on, uh, you know, digital and marketing was one for me. There was never any separation. I've never even thought of it as digital marketing. It's just marketing through the digital channel. It's been a long 21 years. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And by the way, guys, if you, hear, if you do hear some breaking up while we're, we're speaking today or some, some digitizing, I apologize for that. That is um, the internet connection is just slowing down all around the world right now with everybody on Netflix and, and locked in their houses. So please just bear with us. Um, you know, as things open back up in the world, hopefully our internet connections will go back up as well. Uh, 
So Al, I was, I was reading over your bio and it, and it looks like you um, focus on a lot of different things, but you are a, a coach and a mentor. You have some training courses on, on how to do yep. um, some of the things that you do. What, what do you specialize in? And, and can you tell us a little bit about how you can help other people? Sure thing. Absolutely. Well, what I specialize in is in reestablishing what I call the art of heart. Uh, you know, marketing, uh, the greatness of digital marketing has also been its biggest weakness. Um, you know, uh, Frank Zappa said an algorithm can tell you a story, but it can't tell you the whole story. It just doesn't have the eyebrows. And marketing is all about the eyebrows. It's about relationships and nuance. It's about people buying from people. And that is about creating connections with people. So the biggest thing I help people do is rehumanize and remind themselves that actually uh, the stats may tell you one thing, but we have to trust and understand and appreciate our intuition. If we really want to connect with people, our intuition is more important some of the time than stats. And there is so much of a commitment to stats, uh, which have a huge place in marketing. But it's really important for people to be brave, to make decisions, sometimes that disagree with the, you know, with the Google Analytics report in front of you. The Google Analytics report will tell you uh, information about a, a segment of audience in the way that you've queried it. But sometimes you just know better. And the biggest problem businesses have today is they are focused entirely on the algorithm. And as Frank Zappa said, that means that they have no eyebrows. They have no humanity. So the biggest thing I do uh, as a consultant and as a coach is rehumanize. Um, and I do that on two different levels, consulting for businesses, because obviously they tend to have uh, uh, bigger budgets and they can absorb more of my time. And coaching, uh, obviously for smaller businesses, uh, they have less budget so they can get less of my time. So that is more of a group environment. And that's done online, uh, WhatsApp, Facebook, Zoom, et cetera. So what does that look like in a, in a real world practice? Let's so say, say for instance, um, you know, you're working with me and my brand's the lead king and I do digital marketing for people kind of like most of my listeners. Um, and I came to you and I said, Hey, Al, I want to, I want to rehumanize. I don't, I don't just want to um, be a stats guy. Like what, what kind of advice would we start out with? What would, how would we start that process? Well, that's a great question. And the best news, Russ, is you've already done it. You've already started it because your story is really important to you. So you're not, you know, you're not entirely stats driven. Having looked at your bio, you've got a phenomenal story of triumph over serious, serious adversity, right? You know, and, uh, you know, that's inspiring to people. And when you're going to bet money on a marketing guy, you want to bet money. You know, we were talking about this in the preamble. You want to you bet on the guy with some scars. Someone who's been in the fight, who's been in the mud, who's fought his way out. The last thing you want to do is bet money on somebody uh, who's uh, had it easy, who's always worked in big corporations where they could hide with massive budgets with no real accountability. So the first thing I would do is say, right, Russ, your biggest strength is you. How are we going to play that into your story? What's your story going to be? And from story, let's revisit your brand architecture to make sure that your brand architecture totally supports your story. Let's take that into content strategy because the last thing you should talk to people about is actually leads because leads is the outcome of working with Russ, not the input of working with Russ. The input is the pain that people feel when they have no leads. The reasons why they're coming to you uh, isn't for leads. It's probably broader than that. It's probably because they're afraid their business is going to collapse. Their pipeline is dried up and dead. Leads are going to be the solution, but that's probably not the actual pain they're feeling. Maybe they've had to lay off some of their staff that they've worked with for 20 years and they feel sick about it. You know, so the story and into brand architecture and content needs to uh, ensure that all of that filters through. And then once we've done all of that, only then do I get to avatar really defining who the ideal customer is that you want 
not the customers you have today, but the champagne referrals, the big, big clients, the top ticket guys that you win one of those, you take the day off and go and crack open a bottle of champagne to celebrate. Yeah, you know, and once absolutely. we've got that avatar, we play story, brand, content, and avatar into campaigns. And now we build campaigns that shouldn't take you more than an hour or two a week to execute, but should have those people, the avatar, the champagne avatars, barreling down towards you, waking you up uh, first thing in the morning with an email saying, Russ, I uh, love your stuff. Have you got capacity to take us on a cl- as a client? That's the best. The best lead in the world is one that walks in, shuts the door, and gives you gives you uh, gives you permission to do what you do for them. Effortlessly. Right. Wow. Wow. That's great stuff, Al. That's some of the best advice I've ever heard on this podcast. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I can tell you that from experience of, of the new clients I've been bringing on, um, a lot of them are they're afraid. They're afraid of the future. They, you know, there a lot of the people I work with are individual mortgage loan officers, real estate agents, and a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are too. And um, they they don't necessarily want leads. They know that's the out result, but they also what they're looking for is stability. Russ, how can you help me bring in a consistent flow of customers that's going to lead to income in the future so I don't lose my house, so I can feed my family, all that scary stuff that we're talking about these days. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, a big portion of the people that listen to this podcast are people that are growing from zero to 10,000 a month. That's what I promote because I've done that myself. I did it from nothing and I, I coach other people to do that. And one of the things that I find is their weaknesses when they're first getting started out is they, they might be Russ Ward, um, freelance guy, right? No one knows who Russ Ward freelance guy was. No one knew who I was when I was Russ Ward freelance guy. Nobody cared until they knew my story, until they heard something about me or, or until somebody told them about me. So I love that advice that, that you're talking about how you have to put the eyebrows on, right? And I try to talk to my, my new guys about this all the time. And, and it doesn't seem to get through because they have this desire. They, they need to get a client so bad and they need money to pay their bills so bad. And, um, yeah. You know, you just kind of reinforced how important it is that you have to stand out in that way, not in a way that has the coolest, flashiest logo. I mean, you can see the logo behind me. That's a silly logo. <laughs> and, and that's that logo itself, actually. I'm going to make a podcast on that, how, how that logo came about. That is part of that, that logo right there is part of my story. In fact, I, I started a digital marketing business a long time ago. And um, I started it with a girlfriend at the time. And that girlfriend literally stole everything. She stole the bank account. She stole the LLC. I had tax issues at the time, so we put everything in her name. And um, that logo was the original logo from from that. And and I got it all straightened out. So kind of like as a big F you, I came back anyway. (laughs) That logo became became me going forward. And um, I've never really told that whole story. I might do that someday just to just give some people some inspiration. It's a part Um, of you, man. You have to. Yeah, but... um, I'm really enjoying this, this conversation. You know, your bio says that um, you, a big part of what you do is you teach people how to stick out in, from the competition. And, and I guess that what, that's part of what you mean by putting the eyebrows on, right? Um, what, mm. what other kind of advice or recommendations do you have? Because you just seem like a wealth of knowledge. I'd love to just listen. Oh, thanks very much. Um, uh, the first thing I would say is in answer to what you were just talking about, no, nobody ever closed a client through urgency, ever. Um, and, and when you're desperate, nobody ever closed a client through desperation. Nobody wants to work with desperation because desperation, uh, it's sending out the wrong signals. It makes people nervous, makes them wonder what's going to happen next. The reality is, um, uh, urgency is not a marketing strategy. Urgency is not a business strategy. So I get that people want to make it happen, but you know what? It takes years to become an overnight success as the saying goes. And the reality is, uh, you got to stick at it. 
to, to be in it, uh, you know, to get there. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. And that's because your customers are making the, deci- the decision you're not. So, you know, one of the, uh, the biggest questions I get asked all the time is how do we get more engagement? How do we get more engagement? How do, I, how do I get people to pay more attention to me? Blah, blah, blah. And I answer it in a specific way and it kind of irritates people a little bit, but I, I want it to irritate them. Uh, it's a semantic point, but the reality is you don't ever get engagement. Engagement isn't something we go out and buy. It isn't something we get. It's something people give us. And there's a really important distinction there. If you think engagement is what you get, then you're at the wrong end of the transaction. And you're, you're not going to have respect. You're only going to have urgency and demand and requirement. And why aren't people working with us? When you flip it and you realize that engagement is something you are given, then you start thinking about, well, what do I have to do to deserve engagement? That's a whole different ballgame. So for, the, for those people just starting out, get off of the train of, I need engagement. How do I get engagement? It's mine. I just need to go out and get it. It's total BS. Your customer, your next customer will choose whether they give you their attention or not. Now focus on the right question. What do I need to do to get their attention? What do I need to do to hold their attention? What do I need to do to win their business? What does my marketing need to answer? What risks do I need to remove? How does it need to be positioned for them? So that's, that's the answer to that piece around, you know, uh, everyone is desperate. Right now, my God, the entire world is desperate to close anyone on anything because everyone's in pain. Um, but the other thing I would say is, um, you know, there's a really fundamental thing I talk about to my clients uh, around um, the meaning of marketing. You know, if you ask 100 people what marketing really means to them, um, they'll tell you lots of things around channel and reach and uh, avatar and uh, customer acquisition and nurturing, conversion rate optimization. We've all heard all of these words. But actually, for me, marketing really fundamentally comes down to one word. And it came from a book from 1999 called The Clue Train Manifesto. Now, if any of you listening to this have heard of The Clue Train Manifesto, Next time you come to London, I'll buy you a pint. Because amazingly, marketing people have not heard of this book very much. It was an absolutely phenomenal piece of work written by three of the luminaries of the internet, people who built pieces of the internet. For example, Dave Weiner, who invented RSS. You know, these were the guys who literally built the bricks that we've built everything on top of. And then Clue Train Manifesto has 95 theses about how the internet is going to change business. And then the first thesis is uh, so, so important. It took me six months to get over it when I heard it. Markets are conversations. Markets are conversations. So when you think about it, all you have to do is be a conversation master. All you have to do, remember we spoke a moment ago about not getting engagement, about how do you deserve the attention of your audience? And now think about the marketplace as a conversation. Um, Everything changed. Everything changed for me. And, and if people take away two things today, it's you don't get engagement and markets are conversations. It'll change how you think about marketing forever. Certainly did awesome. for me. Yeah, thank you so much for that advice. Um, do, you, do you actually have a, do you have a group that you run, Al, where, where you teach t- stuff like this and, and people can engage and, and learn all these things that you're talking about? Uh, well, I have a I have an end user group. I have a, a marketing academy for business owners. Uh, it's not uh, for other marketeers. Uh, but that is something we've been looking at. We've been getting a lot of interest. So I'd be keen to hear uh, from you and from the rest of the audience. You know, uh, if that's something people want, we'll put it on because, you know, there is a, a ton of stuff that I've gathered over the years and there, it seems like there is a strong need uh, to um, 
impart this to other agencies, especially starting up now, um, who didn't have the benefit of seeing what life was like from 1998 to maybe 2010, 2000, even later, 2015. You know, there are marketeers leaving university today who have no benefit of all of that. So it's something something we're thinking about doing. Actually, we're hearing a lot more a lot more interest in that. Yeah, I think that it would be, serve a real purpose to to new marketers because they they need real talk like this. You know, there's so many of these gurus out there that are like, buy my course and just follow my plan, and and you're going to be a guru like me, right? Uh, and while I'm not opposed to courses, I make courses too. I truly believe that you need that authenticity that you speak of, right? You need to be able to connect with other people and and tell a story. You know, I'm I'm Russ Ward, and this is why you should work with me. Every email that I send to somebody has a link to my podcast in it because it tells my story. If you listen to the trailer of my yeah. podcast, and you're somebody who went through some crap in your life, you can say I can relate to that guy. You know, and and just like you said, they're gonna bet on me because I came back from that. You know, so I so yeah. I really appreciate that that you said that. Um, you know, some other things that we talk about on the Lee King podcast is we talk about people who came back from adversity. Most people know my story. What, what have you gone through Al? Like what, what brought you to where you are today? Uh, cool. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I guess my story really comes down to the fact that, uh, you know, I, I was born into a nice, easy, comfortable life. Uh, I didn't have to do anything. I just had to show up, sit down, collect the check. And, uh, I decided against that. I decided to follow my own path. And uh, years later, when I'd lost both my parents, um, at quite a young age, in my 30s, I regretted, uh, I regretted not taking the opportunities there. But I also was very grateful for, you know, as Robert Frost says in the poem, you know, I, I took the road less traveled. Um, and what that led to was uh, a year and a half ago, I had a really healthy, uh, you know, very, very healthy consulting business, uh, well into six figures. And um, I was doing really well and I was making money, I was spending money, you know, there was no worry about tomorrow. Uh, and then the problem with consulting hit home because guys, anybody out there uh, who's a uh, time for money consultant, uh, it's the world's slowest car crash. You gotta go off time for money um, because you only have so much time. That means you can, in the space of a month, uh, my world got turned upside down. Um, I lost uh, one client ended another major client uh, got knocked for like hundreds of thousands of pounds and can their marketing and I was left uh, with about 20% of my revenue and in the same month um, my son was diagnosed with autism uh, he was going through hell into self-harm he was absolutely in mayhem this poor kid so in the space of a month my life went from everything's amazing making loads of money the world is perfect to okay, who turned the lights out? What the hell's going on here? Right. And I had to very quickly, and this was, you know, this was uh, actually, this was last year, this wasn't two years ago. This was uh, February, 2019. And I had to uh, figure out what I needed to do next. And I invested in myself in some personal development. Um, and I took some advice. I knew what I needed to do. I didn't know how to do it. So for the first time in my life, I became coachable. Um, and, you know, age 46, uh, I became coachable, and that's a painful age to become coachable at, Russ. Uh, but it's better it's better then than never. And, you know, we all think that ABC, you know, that famous uh, acronym from uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, uh, we think ABC stands for always be closing. It doesn't. It stands for always be clo coachable because being coachable is the way you close um, because you have to listen more than you talk, right? So uh, a year ago, I found myself with pretty much no business and um, – uh, a son in pain, a wife in pain, I was in pain, and didn't know what to do. 
so I doubled down, focused on what I'm good at, focused on serving people, and regrew everything away from consulting. Uh, I now have a bigger business, and I have multiple strands into coaching. I have a, a lazy marketing academy. Uh, I have um, multiple funnels leading into that. I have a thriving LinkedIn coaching business, um, and I'm just about to launch another segment of that coaching. Um, the rest of my family are doing well since February 1st. You know, uh, last year, my health was in a bad place. Weight loss was impossible. Since February 1st of this year, I've, I've lost over 50 pounds, which wow. in kilos is, I don't know, 20, 22, 23 kilos in three months. So, uh, and you know what, this lockdown, lockdown has been amazing for me. Uh, isolation is my incubation, baby. Uh, I'm coming out of this punching, uh, uh, like swinging and I'm taking every shot I can cause I'm 47 and I'm not waiting until I'm 48. I love it. I, I love your, your comeback story because it's, it's very recent too. Like you didn't just go through this stuff oh. like 20 years ago. Like you, you no, had no. something pretty bad happen recently and here you are, you're back on top again. And, and I just love that. You know, there's only one um, way. There's only one way you got to keep going. You got to keep going. doesn't matter what's coming your way. Right. And you noted you, uh, you noted that you, you lost all that weight and I read in your bio that you actually are a big advocate of the keto lifestyle. Is that how you did it? You went, you went on the keto. Diet? Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a buddy who, uh, uh, lost his wife four years ago. Four years ago to cancer, was left with four daughters, aged three to thirteen. Paul, if you're listening, big respect. And uh, he was done. And his daughters were going to lose their dad. And he got into keto. Uh, massive transformation. He's taking me through it now. And there's no stopping me now. I even just bought a pair of running shoes, Russ. I've never done that in my life. I've never had running shoes. I'm I'm a 300 pound plus guy. We don't have running shoes. I bought Great. running shoes. That's insane. So that's a real measure of success for me <laughs> now i'm yeah, just gonna man. go running congratulations on that um because I, I actually did the keto keto plan too and um awesome. i went all the way from 250 pounds down to 217 just by following keto and working awesome. out three times three times a week so it works um it's it's tough oh, it was yeah. tough for me because my favorite things to eat in the world are, are have carbs in them right i like nachos I oh like yeah those, those are my oh yeah oh man you're talking to the you can be the lead king i'm the carb king Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So um, another thing I noticed in your bio here is that you have a system with um, LinkedIn where you're, you're able to quickly help people acquire clients using LinkedIn. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because we haven't talked a lot about LinkedIn here on the podcast. Yeah. So I run a, I run a monthly masterclass and I run a, a WhatsApp support group for all the, uh, uh, all the graduates. And the bottom line is when it comes to LinkedIn, uh, everyone who's listening to this, you'll all have had this experience. You may have even you may have even been on the wrong side of this experience, so forgive me for criticizing anyone. But uh, you, get a, you get a request to connect with someone. Hey, Russ, it's Al here. I'm uh, trying to grow my network in the lead area, and I'd love to talk to you. Uh, can we connect? Uh, and Russ goes, yeah, I'd love to connect. What happens five seconds later? Sales pitch. Every yeah. time. Every time. And it, it, every time. So my philosophy when it comes to LinkedIn is called winning the first mile. Um, if you don't win the first mile, there isn't going to be a second mile. And everything about LinkedIn is about relationship building. There are lots of people who are just, you know, caning LinkedIn, uh, setting up fake accounts, connecting with as many people, trying to funnel people. But life is a long time. And all of those people will remember your name. So how you approach that relationship in that first mile, it's not about the short-term dollar. It's about the long-term dollar and the short-term dollar. And too many people are so looking for that immediate hit 
you know, we come back to that urgency before that they're trading their future for today. And that's a disaster. So the clients I work with get that. They understand that actually if they lay the the right framework on LinkedIn, that absolutely they can build clients today. And I have, I mean, I have clients who on, you know, uh, I ran a masterclass in, uh, when was it? Uh, it must have been October last year. Uh, I had uh, an accounting practice in the room. Uh, uh, he, he got a client before the end of the masterclass. I had another client who was an insurance company. Uh, you know, she got the biggest referral of her life uh, a day after the masterclass when a mortgage business, I don't know how it works in the US with mortgages, but in the UK, you know, mortgages and life insurance cross sell each other. So she was a life insurance uh, business and a mortgage company said, can you do all the life insurance for my 40 mortgage brokers? Wow. I mean, she was, yeah, I mean, that's a huge like six figure opportunity for her. So it happens quick when you do it right. But if you try and make it quick, you'll never do it right. So basically you're giving out the advice that everybody already knows. Don't just friends request somebody and then pitch them. Right. I mean, that's, that's just not Definitely the way not. to do it. Right. Definitely not. Um, yeah. And when people do that to me, I, I'm not a jerk to them because I know everybody has to start somewhere. And I say, yeah. Hey brother, is, is this really working for you? Are you actually getting clients doing this? And I try to have a conversation with them and see what their mindset is. And, and they're like, look, I'm just trying to get a client, man. You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what everybody's, you know, saying. And you know, I, I don't ever do that because I don't even want to start a conversation based on, Oh, I just pitched you, you know, and, yeah. and it's just, it's just not the right way to do it. So you teach yeah. a way to do that. Um, I saw in here that yeah. you, you have what's called a, a, a lazy man's way of marketing. Is, is that what it is? Well, no, it's the lazy marketing Academy. And the reason Sorry. for this is <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. But you can be a lazy man about it. The purpose is most business owners don't have time to be active on their marketing. So they need to take a lazy approach, but it needs to be super effective. And, and the logic here is there's a fine line between efficiency and laziness, as my wife will tell you us. Um, the bottom line is, um, you know, I think it was Bill Gates that once said, if you want something done really well, give it to the, if you want something done really efficiently, give it to the laziest person you know. Because lazy people, and I'm not saying I'm lazy and my clients are lazy, but the lazy methodology is that you will get the maximum impact for the minimum effort. And that's what lazy marketing is. It's maximum impact for minimum effort. And in that academy, we take people through, uh, we've got a five-stage process uh, that I talked about a bit about earlier, story, brand, content, campaigns, and execution is the fifth piece. Um, so we've, I've developed a methodology over the years because I'm just super efficient. Why would, I, why would I take two days to do something if I can do it in 20 minutes? I mean, that just seems nuts to me because that's the way, that's the way it's always been done, Al. It's got to take two days. I mean, that's total BS. But it can take right. 20 minutes. Why don't we just do it quicker? To me, that makes more sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of that, do you use automation in your business, Al? I, I use a system called Go High Level, which has taken my automation to, to my agency and for my clients to another level. Do you use anything like that? Do you automate your processes? Uh, sometimes, uh, I don't automate into, oh, apart from social media, uh, you know, uh, content posting, I don't automate, uh, on the front end of the business on the back end. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, as much as I can, but, uh, again, don't forget, uh, I'm, uh, I'm almost like, uh, not interested in most of the KPIs. Most people are interested in the one KPI I measure. So my automation, uh, has to speak to this, but my one KPI I measure is, uh, it's really simple. It's really black and white, and it's the best measure of marketing success. Is what's in the pipeline, and what was in it a week ago, and is it more full today with more prospect, you know, more, uh, uh, you know, higher quality prospects? Um, 
all other stats just tell you which channels, you know, there's a channel stats, you know, which channel are the, you know, the, the uh, prospects coming in from. But most of the time, uh, I try and, I try and uh, outsource before I automate, actually. I prefer humans to automation. I'm old school right. like that. Yeah, I love that about you because you're, you're one of the few people that does come across like as, as authentically genuine caring about people before you even want to sell them something, which I greatly appreciate. 100%. Uh, if you look after so, people, they look after you. Absolutely. I believe that too. So what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? If they'd like to learn more about you, maybe work with you, learn more about your, um, your offerings, what, what can they do to, to learn more about Al Tepper? Well, the best thing is I'm happy to give tons away. And the easiest way for people to reach out to me is uh, I run a daily email, uh, a daily email newsletter. Uh, it's sales free. It's image free. <clears throat> I always say it's black and white text and it's red all over. Um, so they can sign up for that daily email. Uh, I get phenomenal open rates on it, 40 to 50% every day. Uh, and all I do is I drop a bomb in there. I just give you a nugget, something that's going to make you think whether you're a business leader or a marketer, you'll love it. Um, and the way to sign up for that is tepfoodcom slash email daily. It's that easy. It's free. There's no commitment, you know, you do whatever you like. And that opens up everything. Uh, that'll open up the marketing help groups I have. Uh, when I launch a, a, you know, a marketing academy for marketeers, uh, which is what we're tentatively thinking about, uh, you'll get to hear about it first in there. And I'll be looking for some people to get in early and test it. So make sure you're on that priority list. Uh, so that's tepfood.com slash email daily. Awesome. And guys, I'll put this in the um, podcast notes too. I'll put um, all of Al's contact info and I'll put a link to his uh, daily newsletter. You know, it's interesting you say that, Al, because I was uh, recently at a conference and I heard Ryan Dice speaking and he says, everyone always asks me all these questions, you know, and, and what's the best this, what's the best that? And he goes, here it is. And he put this big graphic up. He goes, the best thing you can do this year is have an email newsletter. That was, that was his advice yeah. in front of like 20,000 people. And he was just talking was about traffic how, conversion. It was actually a 10x growth con, uh, okay. Grant Cardone event that was in Las Vegas. And he was, he went on to talk about how the best thing you can do is start the relationship with people by just basically talking to them. Right. And he also recommended taking the top 10 quote unquote dumb questions you get, making a video, just answering the top 10 dumb questions and, and his solutions to introducing yourself to the market were so simple yet they were so powerful. And a lot of us make it too, we just make it too fancy, right? We want to run all these ads and we want to tell everyone how cool we are and we want to show them cool graphics. And really maybe we just need a black and white newsletter that drops a cool bomb every day. Right. If you've got value, you know, people, that's amazing stuff. I wasn't at that 10X, but I believe Snoop Dogg, that was the event Snoop Dogg was at, I think. Um, and oh, I Snoop, was, Snoop was yeah, at yeah. The, the previous one in Miami and he came out in a, uh, in a Rolls Royce and he started singing to all of us. Oh, it, was, it was the coolest thing. I'm a big Snoop Dogg that's fan. Nice. I, grew, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> oh yeah, no, same, absolutely. So, so the key thing there is that, you know, we do overcomplicate stuff. Um, and the bottom line is the biggest question I get asked is, uh, you know, how much content should we produce? And I always say it's not a quantity problem. It's a quality problem. And it's the same thing with email. You don't need guys, everyone, guys and girls that's listening to this, for the love of God, don't worry about how things look. Just worry about the value they give. Because if you give value, it can look like crap. It can, it can be rubbish. It can be a rubbish trash, as you say in the US. You know, it can be complete crap. But if the value is strong, people will love that crap. Believe me, people will pay for that crap. I mean, we all buy McDonald's. It's crap food. But we buy it because it's consistent crap food. Now, I'm sorry, McDonald's. I'm not trying to get a lawsuit. But you know what I mean? It isn't gourmet. But we buy it because it's consistently good at what it does. It doesn't matter that it comes in a paper wrapper. So don't focus on volume. 
don't focus on uh, how beautiful it looks. Just serve, just give value. You'll be fine. Awesome, man. Well, hey, Al, I'm going to wrap this up here right around the time that um, you know everybody starts to zone out on, on the podcast episodes. And, and you've provided so much value to us today. I, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you jumping on here. Um, and me personally, because you know I, I'm, I'm kind of young in the business. I'm, I'm, I'm just you know two years into this. So learning anything I can from somebody like you is, is just an honor. So thank you so much for your time today. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you, um, Russ. Thanks I'm going to so drop much. all your contact info in here into the course notes. And um, if anybody wants to get on Al's email list, please do. I'm going to do it myself. And then um, if you do have a group someday, please drop it into the email and then we can all get into your group. No, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, that's in the plan. It's just, you know, can't do everything overnight. Awesome, you know man. Well, hey, thanks again. And uh, we look forward to, to talking to you again soon and have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Russ. And you, Russ. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the Lead King Podcast with Russ Ward. Russ Ward has been through everything. Losing houses, money, a wife, sued by the NFL, tax liens, and through it all has risen from the ashes. Yes, the Lead King Podcast covers tactics and strategies to grow your digital marketing business, acquire clients, and of course, get results. But more than that, we talk about the mindset that's required to endure the frustrations, the failures, and the setbacks of growing a marketing agency. You can reach out to Russ by phone at 813-278-7040. Email Russ at russward at theleadking.com. On Facebook at The Lead King and on Instagram at Lead King Digital Marketing. And the website is theleadking.com. If you want to grow your digital marketing business from nothing to 10K a month and beyond, and if you want to learn how some of the best in the business did it, you're in the right place. Till next time, this is the Lead King Podcast, signing off.